Hi there, and welcome to the Future of Influence podcast. Here we discuss the power of influence, leadership, overcoming challenges, and more. They call me King Raj Singh, creator of the Future of Influence podcast. Stay on after the show, and we'll share how you can be the next guest on one of the fastest-growing podcasts in our industry. With that, here we go. Welcome to the Future of Influence podcast. I'm your host, Sandy Fowler, and today we are chatting with Wendy Y. Bailey. She is a business and sales coach at Business Beyond Limits. I love that. And she can be found at businessbeyondlimits.com. Wendy Y., thanks for joining us on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me, Sandy. I appreciate the opportunity. Well, I know this is going to be an interesting discussion. So let's kick off by understanding a little bit more about the work you're doing with clients and how you're working with them, what you're doing with them and for them. Okay. Awesome question. Well, I've been in my business for 18 and a half years. In June uh, 2021, it will be 19 years. And I didn't start out coaching other coaches, but after a few years, other coaches and transformation experts started asking me, well, how did you do this? And how did you set up that? And what process do you use for this? Or what tool or system do you use for that? And so it became obvious that I needed to coach other coaches. I also coach uh, transformation experts outside of coaches. I call them transformation experts because they're in the business of transforming lives like speakers and trainers. And um, there's some industry experts that do that too. But what I've discovered, Sandy, is just because they're good at what they do, they don't always know how to sell. So a large part of the work that I do is teaching and coaching and training around sales mastery. And as a result of working with me, their income doubles and triples and quadruples. Some of it is little tweaks. Some of it is major overhaul, but it's sales mastery at its best. So talk to me about this idea of sales mastery. What does that mean to you? Well, what it means to me is it's not about a technique. It's not about a tactic. It's not about some special magical skill that you have to possess. Selling is really about relationship. And selling, because it's about relationship, that means it's about instant rapport. It's about making a connection. It's about creating and fostering and nurturing a relationship built on trust. And it's also about giving your your potential clients an experience of working with you. And then they're like, yes, I definitely want to buy from her. I want to enroll in whatever she's offering. I want to be part of her movement, whatever that is. And to me, that's what sales mastery looks like. It's really about rapport and connection and growing trust. You use the word transforming lives. You use those words when you talked about your clients. And mm-hmm. it sounds to me that really you're transforming businesses and therefore transforming lives as you work with your clients as well. That's really sounds like it's just a flow through concept. Most definitely. If, if I don't walk the walk, then to me, it's wrong for me to even try to coach people or teach people or train people. I love that my philosophy is really founded in um, relationship. Like that's the easiest way to describe it. I believe that people buy from people that they trust. It's not just enough to know people or like people, but the trust is much larger than the know and like piece. They've got to know that you're in their corner. They've got to know that 
you're not, you know, selling them down the river. They've got to know that you care enough about them to make decisions, to create opportunities for them that are more powerful than just knowing and liking. And that building and doing sales through relationship also increases people's influence. Absolutely. Yeah. I was talking with a, a client the other day and she was saying, oh, well, you know, I'm I'm on social media. I'm not posting as much as I used to. I post like three times a week now. And and based on that, I'm just going to, you know, try to do some organic things. And I, I looked at her social media profiles and I was like, OK, so let me make sure you understand something. When you post something and you get, you know, 25 comments on the one thing that you posted, that's influence. When you, it may not be, you know, huge influence for most people, but it means that your people are aware of you and what you're doing, which means you have to be more strategic about what you put into the marketplace. People don't realize that influence comes quite naturally and it's not always planned, but you get to sort of up the influence, if you will, by being very strategic in how you draw people into what you're talking about into that no like and big trust factor. So what would be a common strategy or maybe a top strategy that you utilize in working with clients to help them increase their influence? Well, one of the big ones that I it's like a default for me, like I automatically go to it with every single client. And I call it ideal client clarity in the power of one. What I mean by that is one ideal client, just one, just one, one core problem, not symptoms, but one core problem, and then one comprehensive solution. So when you think of the one core, one ideal client, the one core problem, the one comprehensive solution, what happens is you understand a lot about the the ideal client, where she works, where she plays, what she reads, where she hangs out. And then you can um, attract them by going to those spaces and places and being in the energy of where they are and what they're learning and how they're growing. And you're naturally attractive when you do that. And that's building the relationship again. Absolutely. I didn't hear you say go there and sell them. No. You said go there and attract them. And that is about building relationship. Totally. And I think that when you focus on that aspect, that strategy, it sort of opens you up to more organic uh, influence, not something you're paying to get so many followers or you're paying to get so many likes or, you know, you're, you're not paying for that. You're just being who you are authentically and they're attracted to you because of the relationship they think they can have with you that's positive, that's favorable that's beneficial to them. And sometimes it's their career. Sometimes it's their bottom line. Sometimes it's, you know, just, just in terms of being more productive, whatever the case is, they see the value in having a relationship with you. You told us that you essentially ended up pivoting a bit in your career. You did not initially coach coaches Mm -hmm. and transformation leaders. So you had to build the initial business. Then you went through the pivot and then increased your influence and grew that business, had to be some rocky moments in there. What are some of the challenges you needed to overcome in that process? Well, the challenges for me were, were really about how do I navigate change? And I think it's a, a very common challenge, not just for coaches, but for entrepreneurs and people in general in their lives. 
And so when you have to navigate change, it means you can't always be so stuck on whatever it is you're, you're already doing. So stuck on, you know, the ideas, the structure, the clients that you've been working with. I didn't actually transition into coaching more coaches easily because I was always like, oh, I'm not going to coach other coaches. I'm just not going to coach other coaches. I just, you know, I love coaching entrepreneurs, but not coaches. And I had to let go of this notion that I wasn't coaching other coaches in order to step into what I do today. And I do it very well, you know, but if I had chosen to hold on to that, it would have been much more difficult in my business and for my business to grow. And how do you use that lesson when you're working with your clients? Yeah, I, I talk a lot about change and I talk a lot about um, choices and how choices are empowering when you understand that choices represent your way of, of sort of controlling, if you will, change, your way of moving into change and adapting something new without it being something painful or, you know, disruptive in your business or in your life. So I talk a lot about change and choices and how powerful they both can be for you. And how well is that received initially when you bring up choice to your clients? Well, I don't always say it quite that directly. I have a girlfriend and, um, one of my best friends, in fact, she her daughter was like in her adolescent, early teen years, and she was having a hard time getting her to eat vegetables. So uh, she would actually put vegetables in rice. And because she put vegetables in rice, all of a sudden her daughter was like, oh, mommy, this is good. Well, that's kind of how I bring up choice and change. I put it in with something that they really, really are interested in. And then it becomes palatable for them. Then it becomes something they're like, oh, this is really good. I'm enjoying this change thing. You mean all I have to do is make different choices? Yeah, how about that? And all of a sudden it becomes something that they are, <laughs> they embrace wholeheartedly without knowing that I gave them veg veggies in their rice. I love that veggies and rice choice and yeah. change. Yeah. So as you watch your clients grow and increase their influence, what are some of the what are some of the situations you see, some of the things happening that just warm your heart, knowing that you're behind them, you've been nurturing them, and they're taking the reins and really moving forward and increasing their own influence and, and taking that onto the world? Yeah, it's a great question. One of my favorite things that warms my heart with my clients is when they stop undervaluing and undercharging for what they do. It shows because they end up selling something you know, a program, a private coaching client, a mastermind, an online course. And I know because of the work we've done together that they started at this really low ball fee for it. And now they're charging at a higher fee and they're getting it. That tickles me to no end because all of a sudden they're like, I am valuable. You know, sort of like Sally Field at the Oscars. You like me. You really like me. And that's kind of what I see from them when they start charging what they truly deserve and they get it. I know I had a part in that and I'm so proud that they stepped into the, the new fee courageously and, and they were able to get some form of validation from it. And what I also heard you say in there is they start selling more, which means that they are now impacting more people 
with the good work they are doing. So they are improving more businesses and more lives at the same time. Yeah, exactly. One of my um, one of my products and programs that I offer is um, more coaching clients. And it's because I want people to see that you can have more coaching clients and it doesn't mean you are, you know, going around and beating the bushes to do it. It means that strategically and authentically you're showing up in front of your ideal clients. They're attracted to what you do and how they can work with you. And it spells a bottom line impact that you just continue to build on. It's a process. But when you continue to build on it, it really shows in terms of the results. So more coaching clients is, is philosophically in my head. And I'm always talking to my clients about it. And they benefit from it greatly. Yeah. yeah. So for yourself, your influence, either inside or out, you know, inside, in business or in your personal life, how do you use your influence? What's your favorite way to do that now? like asking very thought-provoking questions. And this is going to sound silly, but but just yesterday, I think it was, I posted on Facebook a, a question that people had to engage with. They had to respond to it. And it kind of went something like, um, you've invited me over for dinner and you're prepared to share your best dish. What are you serving? And I got some of the most interesting answers from that. I love being able to engage people in thought-provoking questions. They're not necessarily clients that are responding to that, but I'm still making an impact. I'm still influencing people so that when an opportunity comes, I'm still top of mind. And that's what I found to be very, very helpful and as a result of my influence. And so what are your goals moving forward? What goals do you have for your influence? My big goal for my influence is really to impact more people, but very strategically. I'm because I've been in my business for so long, Sandy, I don't I'm not trying to build this empire, right? My goal is to really continue the work that I'm doing, grow it a little bit, keep a tidy little practice that I have that is both financially and you know, spiritually, if you will, rewarding for me and continue to impact the lives of the people that I serve. So Wendy, why, as you look at that goal, what, what steps, what milestones are you aiming for to make that happen? Yeah. One of the, the trainings that I got, I've gotten over the years, I'm a lifelong learner, but one of the, the very unique trainings that I participated in and got certified in was neuro-linguistic programming or NLP. And I got the first level certification and it changed my life. It changed my life. It changed my business. And one of the big things I'd like to do as this year or next year, it kind of depends on when the, the uh, economy and when the world opens up again, I want to go to higher levels in neurolinguistic programming. I want to become a master NLP trainer so that I can show other people how to use NLP in a way that is positive and resourceful and helpful and grows the, the planet in very positive ways. That's really, you know, like one of the big steps I see taking this year and next year. I love that you have this thing that impacted you so greatly and you have this passion around increasing that and turning it back out into the world to help others that I love that about your work. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
All right, Wendy, why, if we want to connect with you, what's the best way to do that online? Well, I am Wendy Y. Bailey on all platforms. Just don't forget the second Y. Wendy Y. Bailey on all platforms. You can find me everywhere. You can also find out more about me at my web TV show and audio podcast. That's at ProfitableCoachingConversations.com. Watch, listen, lots of really yummy guests there sharing lots of information and adding great value. Well, fantastic. And thank you so much for spending time with us today and giving us some insights into your business and some fresh ideas around influence. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me, Sandy. Thanks for listening to the Future of Influence podcast. If you're interested in sharing your story by being a guest on our show, please visit https colon slash slash kingrajsingh.com slash podcast slash apply to apply. And if you liked what you heard, please also visit and follow us on all social media. Please subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Once again, they call me King Raj Singh, and thanks again for listening to the Future of Influence podcast. Tune in next time.